the QMC Board and Collar Series for EMS Professionals welcomes you to Excuse My Medic, the podcast version of an MCI with Gary Harvat, Chuck Humphrey, and Ed Marasco. Excuse My Medic takes a unique look at today's emergency medical service with news and information, opinionated discussions, lively talk, sporadic jabs, and even a few belly laughs from our world of emergency medical services. Excuse My Medic is brought to you by Quick Med Claims, a national leader in emergency medical service revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, hang on to the bench seat and tighten your lap belt as these old guys from EMS Past take you on a Code 3 ride without touching the brakes. You've had the disclaimer, and if you're still brave enough to stick it out, let's get started. Take it away, guys. Well, good day, everyone. My name is Gary Harvat, and welcome to an abbreviated, I might state, edition of Excuse My Medic with my good colleague and friend up in Danville, Pennsylvania, Chuck Humphrey. Good day, Chuck. Hello, Gary. It's good to be back uh, together once again. It is. It's always good to see you and be with you. And, uh, you know, we thought we would do this, folks, for you today uh, as a salute to each of you because we are approaching national ems week may 15th through 21st and here we are another lap around the sun back to ems week and chuck uh you know i know this is something that's very near and dear to you it's something that has been part of my fiber since 1974 when i took my first ride in that cadillac <laughs> ambulance omaha orange Highboy ambulance and it's uh, something that has stayed with me and thankfully it's been a good career for me it's been something that i've appreciated uh for many years it's been great to me it's been great to my family and uh i hope along the way i made some differences in some people's lives and i thought we'd talk a little bit about that today chuck and just get your take on it as well too as we salute the fine people who still, including yourself, Chuck, who are still yeah. out there uh, working in the streets amidst such a, a challenging couple years. And uh, but above and beyond these past couple years, uh, anybody who's been in this profession uh, deserves our gratitude and our thanks uh, for their courage and for their ability to just continue to persist and work in this environment. So Chuck, I know you share my thoughts, but wanted to get your take as well. Yeah, well, it was 1986 when I first hopped in a rig and uh, not a Cadillac. I started out in the mod, so uh, in a van, uh, a van that broke down on me one time. That's a long story. <laughs> We've in the middle of a call, but we won't go into that. But nonetheless, um, you know, gee, uh, I don't think you and I ever operated in a time like this. Uh, and, and I have to say the last two years, pandemic, um, the financial considerations. I drove by, well, yesterday I filled up I have a Subaru and my wife has a Mini. So they're small cars. I filled up the gas tank, $118 for the two of them. And then I looked up and saw the diesel fuel price and we're approaching $7 in diesel fuel. You know, I never dealt with financial considerations like that as an EMS manager. Um, it, it's, it's frightening. And what, um, what you folks are dealing with out there, I was reminded two weeks ago and I won't go into detail, but I wound up with a bit of a medical emergency 
and it was leftover EMS stuff <laughs> that uh, that was from from a time ago. So I'm reminded of the physical issues that people are dealing with right now. I just went and uh, did a little blood work this morning before I came in the office, had to wear that mask again. I can't imagine being out in the field wearing a mask and most everyone are still, you know, mask mandated uh, in the clinical setting. And then on top of that, uh, you know, I, I read an article, one of our clients right now is doing a great job up in Northwestern Pennsylvania um, with uh, an, an, um, an ambulance strike force uh, involving two counties worth of ambulance services that are getting together and discussing their fears about staffing, uh, their fears about their finances, how they're underfunded by Medicare and Medicaid. And we certainly live in that world. These are contemporary EMS problems that you and I didn't have to deal with in our day. So added to the stress of every day serving the public, which you guys do so much. I am in awe that uh, those of you that are listening today, whether you're a field manager or an administrator or whatever you're doing, that you're just keeping the lights on and the wheels turning. It's a struggle and it's a stress that we hear from our clients all the time. Um, and, and you have our deepest respect um, because uh, juggling all those balls in today's contemporary environment is no easy task. And yet every day I listen uh, to my scanner locally, um, you guys and girls are out there doing the job and it, it is an exemplary thing that you're doing in, in spite of all of what the world has thrown at us Um EMS in America still is the best that there is. Absolutely, Chuck. You know, and I think of um, the folks that we get get to interact with uh, all across the U.S. We're fortunate to have been able to travel to see many of them. But, you know, we've got career staff at many organizations across America. But I think of uh, Pennsylvania and I think of our good friends in Connecticut. And I know there are a lot across the country, but... Um, you know, there are still people giving their time and talents in a volunteer fashion. They're mm -hmm. welders and office workers and, yeah. and nurses. And by day and then by evening, they're donning their uniform and their jacket and serving their community. I might add, in very troubling times mm -hmm. where you can be exposed to things that can not only affect you, but your family and friends, yes. they're still going out there. And I am not certain that the public truly understands no. how much these people give of themselves. And, and it's all of them, but I'm kind of carving out the volunteers here for a moment, just for a moment, because I, I'm just totally impressed that the pride they take for absolutely nothing more than a periodic thank you, which they don't come enough, as we all know, um, to do their job. Yeah. And yeah. that, that to me, honestly, goodness, Chuck, that gets me choked up. Um, yeah, it does. It really does. You and I had the opportunity uh, last June uh, to go up into the Northeast and see many of the clients mm -hmm. uh, of our clients that are volunteer and Chuck, their stations are uh, just immaculate. The mm -hmm. pride they take in their job is unbelievable. And there's no paycheck at the end of the day. No, no, None. no. Yeah. They're, I hate to say this, but they're probably a dying breed, but um, you know, on the same sense, 
you know, as we as we um, thank them for all the good they everybody does during National EMS Week. Um, I particularly want to say a special thank you to those who truly give their times and talents, um, you know, above and beyond and going into circumstances that are truly um, of great concern, mm -hmm. much more so than probably uh, when you and I were in our heyday. So um, I think these are just tremendous men and women of all ages and all backgrounds. And it's something that, you know, I am proud to say from, I don't know, do the math, 1974, that's 26 and 21. That's 47 years, Chuck, Yep. that it's been part of my fiber. Yep. Um, it's, it's something that it just never ceases to amaze me, uh, the level of commitment and the training and all the things that they have to do to keep, you know, their card in their wallet. It's, yeah. Yeah, it, it wasn't that way for me no, when I started. It trust me, it wasn't me. for me either. No, I, I admit that I don't know as a volunteer, uh, with what the 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 amount of training, the cost of training, you know, the testing uh, rigors and all that, and whether I would have, whether I would have done it in retrospect. Yeah, you know? and and I'm sure glad I did. But uh, but uh, you know, there's so much more involved and so many things. But at, by the same time, I'm also um, I'm excited about. The, some of these young EMS managers now are thinking out of the box and coming up with new strategies, you know, the mobile integrated health, yes, um, sir. The, you know, now that we're talking about transporting alternative destinations in the ET3 demonstration, uh, all of that presents itself with excitement about what EMS can become. So while I say I'm in awe and, and we, you know, that whole, we started out with a little bit of doom and gloom, I guess, um, what does excite me is that even in the midst of all that, we're still seeing um, people who are, are innovating and coming up with new ways in order to do what we do. And, and I think the future is bright. Um, I think the involvement uh, and the recognition since COVID uh, has helped us in a kind of a strange way. Um, you know, we look at this pandemic as being the biggest challenge that in our lifetime. Um, uh, and yet, in the midst of that, we're finding new ways to do what we do. So all is not lost. There are rays of sunshine that are coming through the clouds. But again, the, the, the added brain power and the technology and the implementation of new strategies uh, that has arisen out of that um, in the midst of keeping doors open and doing what we do every day is pretty awesome. It really is. It really is. It really is, Chuck. Chuck, um... A few weeks back, um, I had a friend of the family's who is aware of my background said to me, um, just casually speaking, and I, I typically do not talk and still don't talk about the worst calls I've ever been on. I, I just find that there's no value in telling people about mm -hmm. that. I'm very private about that, as I know many you are and others are. Mm -hmm. But um, I actually responded to him by saying, I just would rather not talk about it. And he turned it around and said, what's the best call mm. you went on? <laughs> and, you know, as I think about that, and I'm sure, Chuck, we could probably sit here the rest of the day and tell, as we call it, war stories. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I think about um, uh, a great story, if you don't mind me sharing here. Um, you know, I can tell you that uh, we responded to uh, a woman in labor. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, uh, 
delivered a baby on the living room floor, but you know, and it was a normal delivery, you know, it was more stressful for mom than it was for the two medics at the scene. Um, but you know, everything went well, no problem at all. But what really got me was probably um, about 12 or 15 years later, I received a call from um, a phys ed teacher at our local middle school. And he asked me at that time if I would be willing to come over and just talk about the emergency medical services profession. Mm -hmm. Always was glad to do it. I love going to the schools. I love talking it up. And it was a great time. And uh, so I went there. And lo and behold, um, he said to me, hey, I have somebody that wants to meet you. He says, believe it or not, you've met him already, but he would really like to meet you. And lo and behold, and his name is Ben. Yeah. Lo and behold, I got to meet Ben, that's who amazing. I delivered on his living room floor, <laughs> who was, uh, I think he was a seventh or eighth grader. I can't honestly recall, but, um, you know, that's, that's a memorable event yeah, that sticks with me. And Chuck, yeah. that, that happened in the 80s, and yeah. it still stays with <laughs> me today. And I can just remember my face when I saw this young man, wonderful young man, walk into the room and, and granted, I didn't do anything special. You know, I was there, we delivered off to the hospital. Everything's fine. But, you know, I played a role in that little man, that, that in his life that day. Yeah. It's rewarding. It really is. Yep. Yeah, it really is. So, you know, there's some great things. There's the, the regular calls that we go on and, you know, the folks we see, but there's every once in a while we get those standout calls and sometimes they're not really great standout calls. And sometimes they're the Ben calls, as I call them, that, you know, that live with you for many years to come. And, you know, and I think about the people who are out there doing those things. And again, uh, we've said it once, twice, and many times here today. I just, I just have such deep gratitude for the job they do. And, uh, you know, we should probably have National EMS Week, uh, 52 year, weeks a yeah. year as far as Gary's concerned. <laughs> yeah, but I, um, yeah. um, I would hope that the public will always keep these people in their thoughts and prayers because um, yeah, they and, put and up you know, with a lot. Um, the other part of it is, is there are those rewarding moments, but there's those stressful moments. And just, oh, yes. just to remind everybody out there, you guys and gals, EMS, don't, there is help out there. So if those days get too much, yes, and there are those days, pick up the phone, call someone, call one of us, uh, unload. There are resources out there. You know, um, I never, ever want to pick up another article where I read of somebody else that has not been able to handle whatever stress they were feeling inside and resorted to means of the unthinkable. And so I always take these opportunities while we're, while we're cheering you to remind you that you're not a superhero. You cannot handle some time and it is not anything wrong with reaching out and saying, I need to talk to someone. Um, there are lines for you to call. There are resources available. There are your brothers and sisters, your managers, your, you know, your, your work uh, uh, vehicles that are provided to you to, to take a break and talk to someone when things get overwhelming. And don't forget that because 
there's too few of us uh, to lose any one of you when all it would have taken was somebody to listen when you need uh, an ear to listen to, um, take a veil of it. There's no stigma about that. And just want to remind you all those days when things get tough and back-to-back codes and traumas and start to pile up, um, you need that resource. Don't vent it out. Don't internalize and just need a reminder of that constantly, I think, because that is something that, you know, there are days, I don't know about you, or I, I think about, you know, and oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not, I'm not active on the street, um, like, like, you know, on a regular basis. So I can only imagine that the stress of the last oh. two and a half, three years, how that is mounted up for people. And we have seen healthcare professionals, unfortunately, um, that have succumbed to that overwhelming mental stress and, sure. and don't want to ever see that. So guys you know. and girls take advantage of the resources that are out there, mental health, um, uh, to, to, to take care of your mental health as well as your physical health. Um, many of us have suffered, you know, situations where we haven't taken care of ourselves in the past. We haven't eaten well. We haven't rested well. Um, take care of yourselves. You can't take care of others unless you're healthy, both mentally and physically yourself. And I can't, uh, can't lose this opportunity to remind you that um, you need to be healthy yourself. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember the numbers, Chuck, but I was uh, reading an article just not all that long ago. And I remember sitting back in my chair when I saw the suicide rate mm. among emergency responders. Yeah. And it it just knocked me backwards in my seat. And, yeah. you know, Chuck, I echo your sentiments 100% because you know, I still feel some of that. And I'm sure you do too. That's the reason I don't want to reiterate those bad calls. No, no. I don't want to verbalize those. Um, and my way of coping is maybe just keeping it in. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's not so good. But, you know, if it's pushing you to the limit that you're thinking about doing um, harm to yourself, then, you know, there's lots of tremendous help and there's new initiatives out there. And, um, there's always a helping hand, you know, there always is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And, 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 you know, you have to remember, you know, guys and girls take time to remember those that support you, your families, your children, your, your spouses, you know, um, uh, it, there is time for you. And I know that sometimes seems overwhelming and we're, we're back to back on shifts and mandated to stay over and, and, you know, you don't get done with that last transport until three hours after your last shift ended. And all of that takes its toll. But, you, you know, you have to have some time to, to have some fun, to play. Um, and there's there are times like when my adult daughter still will walk in the house and walk over and turn off whatever listening device is going on in my house at that time and say, Dad, it's my turn now. And um, and she's taught me a lesson that, there yep. are, you know, it, it can it can become part of your psyche where you just constantly have to feed on yeah. that. And there's, there are downtimes. So take that. And that's just a good word to the wise. And we celebrate this week um, to remember that we're not, we have to take care of ourselves. There, there are fewer. I, Pennsylvania's turnover rate right now is, is one third of the workforce in EMS every year. That means every three years we have a brand new fresh workforce and we, we, we have to find strategies to mitigate. We that. Do. And, and I know that, we We're do. all working on that, and uh, um, I see some promising studies and some things to, to take care of, of each of us, um, and the more we do that, 
the better we become. And, and, you know, there, there needs to be, you know, I'll reach out to, I'll take this if there's any legislators, uh, uh, Congress, senators, state uh, representatives listening, um, we need help um, to bury your head in the sand and think that our EMS system isn't cracking right now under stress, like that bridge in Pittsburgh near you there that decided it was just going to let go here a couple months ago. Right. The EMS system is, 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 is broken to some extent, and that's no fault of any of you EMS providers listening, but we need more money. We need, uh, we need to be considered as essential service, just like fire and PD. Um, there are some things that you folks listening can do uh, to help support us. And I, and I know there are initiatives out there. There is uh, more, but it needs to come quicker and at a faster pace. So we live in the reimbursement world, Gary. We see, yes, we do. you know, when, when costs are, you know, five and $600 to go out on every average run and the average take back is three and $400. It doesn't take long to add up the math Then how over time that's going to make a negative, um, uh, a negative balance sheet. And none of us can operate on a negative balance sheet. So um, in recognition, um, when we talk to you, legislators, about our needs, uh, can't throw a Band-Aid at us anymore. Those days are over. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if any of the legislators pick up the phone and call, we can surely, surely, there's thousands of people across the country Mm -hmm. that can surely tell you the way it is out there. And if you're living in a world where you think we get dollar for dollar on every patient that we bill um it's not even close to that and how ambulance service servicing the good people their community stay alive is well beyond my realm of thinking anymore it's just that hard to do so um you know we thank those and chuck you mentioned something earlier i think that you know um it's also important that we make note of and give thanks to those families and spouses mm-hmm. who, you know, their loved ones get out of bed in the middle of the night yeah. or spend that extra eight hour shift at the ambulance base volunteering, um, you know, when they can be home in bed. And, mm-hmm. you know, it takes a lot. And I know that over the years, I'm sure there have been many marriages broken because of that lifestyle. But you know, when you think back of that, what they're doing is truly, truly um, incredible and in some respects, courageous serving their communities. And uh, so I think the people who sit at home when their loved ones are somewhere else serving their community um, also deserve our gratitude and surely a big pat on the back. Yeah, it's a commitment um, of the whole family unit when uh even just one person, you know, some of these are husband and wife teams where, um, you know, older kids are, uh, when you run and then the older kids have to take care of the younger kids, I, yep. you know, you have all those scenarios and it's exemplary. It really is. And, you know, that's even volunteer fire. We'll reach out to the fire sure. guys too. I mean, uh, you know, there's a shrinking rank there and, and it's concerning, you know, and, and the amount of time and effort it takes. And then, you know, that we've learned so much about, the yes. risk of heart attack and carcinogens and, you know, that, that, so, so it's not just the EMS, but, um, you know, this is a time to just pause and think about, you know, and I hope that our listeners uh, that aren't EMS and there are folks I'm sure dial in and listen to us that probably stumble across us that are hearing us right now, you know, um, 
when when that ambulance goes down the street and you hear them wail through what goes behind that? dollars and cents commitment and time um you know the the dedication to making uh sops that work and all of that that comes together um communities need to celebrate those that are out there and and uh, it, it just goes uh, it goes beyond anything that we can we can put into words but until you've lived it, you don't get it. But when you've lived it, you get it. <laughs> and, um, and, and I'm grateful for what it's done for me to create my persona as a, as a, as a human being. Um, and I'm certainly grateful to those that I'm soon going to pass that torch on to and uh, let them take it from there. Gary, you know, you and I, we got a lot of gray in our hair. I hate to think it, but someday we might be on that stretcher. And uh, I want to make sure that the guys and girls are taking care of me or well. You know, I just well. said this the other day to somebody. I've got a better chance of laying supine on a stretcher <laughs> than I do sitting on that bench seat ever again. Yeah, that's um, sure. And that's concerning. You know, I, I like I can only hope. And I did a I did a podcast oh, a year or two ago when I took a fall off the roof of my home and, you know, um, laying there on the ground thinking like, okay, who's coming to get me? And thankfully I didn't need anybody and I was okay. But for a fleeting moment, I was, I thought about that. So, you know, passing the torch, you're right, Chuck. It's, uh, well, you know, someday you know, we're going to need it. To the public that's listened to us and, and not EMS or fire, you know, think twice when you, when you dial 911. It's certainly dial 911 if you feel you have an emergency. But you know what, folks, there are some things that some people are calling us for that may be better resource to someone else. You know, we've telehealth now. I'm, I'm doing a telehealth appointment follow-up tomorrow with my doctor. There are avenues out there. There are urgent care centers. You know, there are people that you can call to call a neighbor. To, you know, if you got, you, know, you have a sore toe, it may be better if you ask your neighbor to take you than calling EMS. And, and uh, just, just think twice about what it is because because of limited resources, that truck coming to you and, and we'll come because we have to uh, and we want to, but at the same respect, there could be somebody out there that's having a life-threatening event, a true emergency, that while we're coming to help you and talk with you, uh, our time may be able to be better resourced. And uh, so consider that, um, you know, and think about, uh, and, and folks, we are no longer ambulance drivers. Oh gosh. We just want to make that, oh, gosh. Point. you know, we have earned our keep in this industry um, that we are healthcare professionals and, uh, um, you know, consider for what it's worth. You know, take a stop by a station. I urge you, stop by an EMS station, stop by a fire station, um, shake the hands of those ladies and gentlemen that are, that are there waiting. Um, you know, um, talk to them, understand them a little bit. Get to know what they do. Um, take a look in the rig and look at the thousands and thousands of dollars. That explains why that ambulance trip of three miles is $1,000 when you get that bill. There's reasons for that, you know. So understand this a little better. We'll be happy. I, I don't know about you, Gary, but when I set on shift, I was more than happy to talk with anybody that would stop by to break up the monotony. And I was pretty proud. Oh, of yeah. Off and, it, you know, it doesn't had. have to be you don't have to arrive with a with a dozen donuts. But if you can stop by and just simply when they answer the door, say thank you and be yeah. on your way. Yeah. That's the equivalent of giving these guys a you million betcha. bucks. 
Yeah. And, and it goes a long way. It goes a long way on those days where you just don't think you can do another one. Yep. And uh, so please, you know, any time of the year, but if you really want to focus, stop your car in front of your ambulance service or take a ride down the block or up the road and, and just pull in the parking lot, knock on the door and say, I just wanted to say thanks. It goes a mile. It really miles. Yep, yep. Miles. So yep. so do it. You know, if you're if you're out with your uh, your family, make it part of your day. And I think uh, you'll be a better person. You'll surely uh, feel better for doing it. So um, with that, we will we will say once again to all of you uh, devoted servants in the emergency medical service community. Um, a wonderful, a blessed, and a happy uh, National EMS Week. Um, I can assure you, I will think of you guys uh, much every day next week. I do every day of the week, but more so next week as we uh, as we get into um, the middle of May here for the 15th. And um, I know you will also, Chuck. So um, we appreciate the fact that our organization lets us uh, do this for you, and we hope that you folks find um, our presentation's value. But today, uh, this isn't about a topic or a reimbursement issue or new legislation or even our word EMS word of the day. This is about our thanks to all of you. So thank you. Yeah, great Chuck, job. Really, yes. really, really exemplary job, folks. Um, can't ever say it enough just pause and say thank you that's very much chuck thanks for joining me today Always. we appreciate it and again to all of you a great ems week thanks for all you do and hey be, be safe, safe out there, out there.